Hello and welcome to the Mikey G and Friends podcast. This is a fourth episode of the Mikey G and Friends podcast. So if you haven't had the chance to check out the other episodes, I recommend that you take some time to listen to the conversations that I've had with other friends. They're extremely inspiring stories. They're awesome conversations revolving around some very important issues. And they're awesome uh, just conversations between really awesome people and myself. And so today on the podcast, I'm excited. You know, one of the cool things that actually has opened up for me during this quarantine time is the opportunity to block off time to do some Zoom calls with some youth workers in my community to get to dream about the future. And one of the people that I've gotten to dream about the future with is Miguel Wong Rivera. Now, Miguel Juan Rivera is the founder and executive director of Dream Big Project. The Dream Big Project is an organization that supports and serves families and students in the Norwalk area, which is actually the area that I do ministry in also. Now, when he's not working for the Dream Big Project, Miguel is also a graduate student at Azusa Pacific University. He's a coach. He's a speaker and educator that is passionate about social justice and equity amongst those that are underserved. He was born in Long Beach and now living and has given his life to the city of Norwalk. So without further ado, here's my conversation with my good friend, Miguel Wong Rivera. All right, so I'm here with Miguel Wong Rivera. What's up, man? How's it going? Man, what's up? How's it going? Thank you for having me on. Um, You know, all is good. Just finished a I just submitted my last final of the quarter at APU. So I'm, so I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. You know what I mean? At the same time, um, a little tired, but very excited and just kind of happy with where I'm at right now. So I'm in a good place right now. Yeah, man, for sure, dude. And so I'm excited for people to hear your story. I'm excited for people to hear your thoughts, man. Obviously, we've been connected for a little while now for a, you know a few months right. now we've always had super good conversations about things man and so uh you know it'll it'll be great for people to hear your story man and so thanks yeah for taking time i appreciate to that i appreciate them i feel like too um you know we may have known each other or, or communicated just within a short time period but it feels like once we did kind of meet and interact we were spiritually connected in a sense. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it just it just kind of flow, flowed naturally and and that's cool. Like I, I noticed that. So again, yeah, thank for you. Sure. kicking it off. What do you do for work? Um, I know I said in the uh, introduction that you're the founder, executive director of Dream Big Project, but what is Dream Big Project, man? And what what does your role look like as the founder executive director? Right. Um, Well, just to start my role as a founder and executive director, it's honestly like to simplify it, I wear multiple hats, you know, like I do different things, um, whether it be just kind of implementing programs, whether it be marketing, um, you know, there's there's a lot of different things that I'm involved in. And at the same time, there's uh, individuals on the team who also have their roles and do their part as well. Right. So just being a 
just honestly, just being a team player, um, being able to communicate, being able to just uh, come together and, and identify some needs and, and uh, also identify some ways that we can address those needs within the community. So it's, it's, it's broad, it's big, but at the same time, it's very simple. Um, and it's, and it's exciting, um, being where we are today with, you know, COVID and quarantine that could, that makes it a little bit more challenging. And also at the same time, maybe we may be doing less than what we're usually doing. For example, we had to postpone our scholarship award ceremony. So we didn't have that this year, unfortunately. And, and our backpack giveaways, we had to do that a little bit differently, if not have less. Yeah. So, so, you know, that's a reality. That's a reality that we're that we had to experience as an organization. Um, outside of Dream Big Project, uh, I'm currently a graduate student at Azusa Pacific University. Um, going to I'm in a, a dual program there, school counseling uh, as well as clinical counseling. So I'm towards the end of that. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, um, just submitted my last final of the quarter. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that that feeling like, oh man, you finally get to that final week and you're just like, I wish there was no more weeks, you know, remaining, but you know, you get through that week and then you just feel a huge relief. You just feel a huge appreciation just for everything and everyone. And during these eight weeks, because we're in that quarter system. Okay. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's a little bit of a roller coaster, right? Especially... Where I'm at in my program, I'm currently doing an internship uh, at Norwalk High School. Shout out to Norwalk and the counseling team out there. You know what I mean? Norwalk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's it's so a combination of just the graduate school work, like with the classes and all that, and then on top of that, an internship. It's like full time student, full time internship, and then that's it's it's you have to balance, right? Balance is important, and sometimes we may not feel that, you know, kind of get to that balance, but we still have to keep going forward, right? So it's like, how do we do that? So yeah, man, outside of Dream Big, outside of being a graduate student um, for work, I just I just kind of, those are the two main things that I'm involved in. Other than that, they're just like little projects here and there um, that I enjoy doing, just maybe traveling and, and uh, you know, just learning. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm just always into learning about different things, cultures, whatever it may be, really. Yeah, for sure. So, you know what I mean? That's kind of what I'm involved in right now. And so touching on the Dream Big Project, um, how long has the Dream Big Project existed? The Dream Big Project has existed um, December of 2014. So we're coming up on, it'll be six years. We're coming up on six years this December. Yeah. Okay. So um, if you were to sum it up in like a little, uh, little bit, obviously it's probably a longer story, but what led you to starting the Dream Big Project and what was the process of kind of starting that organization and the work that you do? I think, I think it's like a combination of two things um, just to kind of put it in simplest form. Uh, the first thing was uh, me having a story and me realizing my story uh, can be impactful and, and really testify to a lot of different things. And um, me being aware that using my story and sharing my story, even though 
it may be, I wanted to turn my story a negative into a positive in some way. Hmm. Um, and essentially it was really about raising awareness and informing young people, um, kind of informing them of my mistakes and in hope of preventing them from making the same mistakes that I made. So that, so that was my injury in 2009. So that was the one, you know, one component of it. The second one was me um, going back to school, going to community college, transferring to Cal State Dominguez Hills, um, uh, and then learning, right? Just constantly learning about myself, learning about um, different things within each class and different experiences. So while I was learning more about myself, my identity, um, finding my place in the world, um, I was able to put two and two together and come to a real realization that like I, I, I do have like a strong purpose and I can use my voice for something mm. uh, as well as, you know, all of us, we all have a voice. We can definitely use that for something. Um, so I combined that and then really it was my junior year at Dominguez Hills. It was just kind of just, I don't know if it was just like a day where it clicked, but I realized that, you know, I can do more than just share my story because that's mm. what I was doing at the time. I was just um, being invited to speak at schools within youth, local youth organizations. And that was awesome. And I, I really um, enjoy doing that still to this day. Um, so I, I realized that I can do more, like there's more that can be done. You know, there's, there's a need there. Um, and I want to help more. I believe I can do more and I want to do more. So that's essentially how it was just like, start an, start an organization. Um, mm. And that was my junior year uh, during undergrad at Cal State Dominguez Hills. Dang, dang, man. So <laughs> I know. Man. It was it's... just kind of your story, what was happening in your life at the time, you learning and kind of coming to new theories, new ideas. Um, right. What? <laughs> why are you passionate about this organization? Cause I know through conversations with you, it's like the passion shines through, but why are you passionate about this organization or about the work that your organization does? Um, I think it, it, it's really rooted in social and educational justice. Um, <laughs> I think my background is, you know, family history, my parents, um, just culture in general, as far as, you know, Latinx culture and just marginalized communities, um, just those experiences, um, not only right, re relating to me, right, or my family, but there's beyond that. So learning more about that, I think uh, Dream Big, just what we do as far as edu within education, we really address those needs as far as the student loan debt crisis, right? Um, maybe social emotional needs where we can kind of bring youth together within a mentorship program and really provide, you know, provide certain things within those areas. Um, you know, at the same time, within education, teachers having to pay for their own school supplies and not being reimbursed, right? This is like, these are nationwide things. This isn't just, this isn't just, oh, I've experienced this because of me and that's it. Like, I'm not the only one who've gone through the situations that I've gone through. Um, so I, that alone being that I have proximity to that, as well as that I've learned more about that and 
um, listen and just, you know, uh, as we can see clearly in the current climate, just all that being just exposed and finally kind of on the surface rather than nobody talking about it. Um, all of that combined is really, I'm, I'm in alignment with that and I want to address those needs and, um, you know, I'm willing to put my story and just kind of, I'm really to go into that field and that work and do the work to, to do what I can, right? I'm not saying that, oh, I'm going to, or we're going to solve the student debt crisis. Like, no, we're, we're going to do what we can to support people in need in these areas. And um, so I think I just have a, I, I value and appreciate just the work that people do to within social and educational justice. So um, I'm, um, I think myself along with the team value that as well. And we want to do something about that. I love that, that you said it's not solving a crisis or solving an issue. Cause I mean, we're, we're just one, right. one man, you know, we, we right. can't solve that. I mean, we, we could dream big, right? But, right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there you go. <laughs> you know, a lot of times we have this idea of I'm going to change the entire world. I'm going to change the entire scope of things. And then we forget, Hey, we can change the things in front of us. We need to change the things in front of right. us. And so starting small and being like, okay, what can I do in my local community to help address this problem? Okay, I could raise some money for uh, some students to get backpacks and school supplies that may lack it. Right. Okay, I could help some teachers who can't afford to support their classrooms. Okay, right. I can help with some scholarships. Right, so exactly. once you start to look at what you can do, then that's when you start to make a difference. And then that's when things start clicking and may lead to something even bigger, right? Like, you know, one dream can change the world. You know what I mean? Go, just think of MLK, you know, a lot yeah. of these icons who were just one individual and they were a part of community. They, they didn't, they weren't the only individual, but they were involved within a, a community, within an organization, within, within something bigger than themselves. And they believed in that and, you know, look what happens. So, um, and I, and one thing that stood out to me that you said was like that local change, you know, I truly believe like local change can lead to global change, right? Like if mm. like some people get overwhelmed, like I can't change the world or I can't do this, like, that's okay. You can do something in your local community, like you said, right? That matters just as much as a, the, pre you know, like local elections matter just as much as presidential elections. Right? Yeah, like so like school board, city council, you know, and people don't a lot of people, not a lot of people that I talk with, but I often hear or read people talking about not voting and uh, and it's regarding the presidential debate like, OK, like, you know, that's that's I understand. OK, you can do what you want, but think about the local think about your community where you live. Right. Like think about the leaders in those areas who are currently in, in those positions. Um, you're also voting within that election. So I think people are forgetful of that too. Yeah, man. I mean, that's something that I've had to learn too, you know, as a young man is so much, so much attention is given to presidential elections, right? The debate right. just happened last night and so much news, right? So much news popping out about it. So much talk about it. My vote in a presidential election could change you know very 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 little 
or my voice, my social media posts. Right. Or if I was to go down the street and tell 100 neighbors, hey, vote, vote for Joe Biden or vote for Donald Trump, it's not going to change a whole lot in the large scope of things. But if I was to go, you know, down the street and tell 100 neighbors to vote for my local city council member or to vote right. for my local school board member, that could change an election. Exactly. Telling 100 people that, you know? And exactly. so that's something that I've seen on your social media too is, you know, your support of a council member. And then uh, obviously I'm supporting a school board member. Um, but uh, yeah, right. man. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, I think that's important. Um, and I think too, and like, and just to add, add to that, um, uh, very quickly, I think a large part of that too is is kind of bringing attention to that, especially for young people, right? Like high school students. There is a you know me being just kind of the intern right now. I see a lot of government clubs, and you know that's starting to grow, right? When I was in high school, when you and I were in high school, that may or may may not have been there. Like for me, it wasn't that wasn't pushed. I wasn't a club. Um, now we're starting to see a young people create clubs and start using their voices being active yeah. on the ground um so that's going to change a lot too in the future and if not already um well it is now but even more so in the future yeah. so i think that's awesome you know i think that's great no matter you know whatever whatever whoever or whatever they identify with as far as within government that's that's not the that's not the point the point is that young people are getting involved and i think that's awesome yeah, man. I mean, I think that this generation coming up is one of the most passionate generations about justice, you know, possibly ever. You know, they're passionate about equity. They're passionate about rights. They're passionate about, you know, the marginalized people getting what they deserve. Right. And so, man, it's like we're going to see them enact a lot of change. And that's something that I always tell my students is like, you guys have the ability to change some things. By your generation, I really believe. Like people said that about our generation. <laughs> our generation is doing some things. Yeah. Some things we're messing up at already. Yeah. You know, as we go, as yep. we go yeah. up. And, uh, but uh, yeah, man. And so it's uh, it's encouraging to see with young people, definitely. Definitely. Amen, brother. Uh, right there with you, so. Well, you know, just continue doing what we're doing and continue to bring that awareness. I think we'll see some positive things. And so the next question is, what are you passionate about? Now, I tell people it could be your work specifically, you know, at your organization. It could be outside of your organization. Some people work, you know, as uh, as doctors, but they're passionate about social justice or you know some people work as handymans but they're passionate about their faith you know what right but sometimes it is your work that you wake up and you're right. passionate about and so for you right. what is something um so first i think the work that i'm doing um even with school even though school is temporary and it's gonna you know that's just a part of the process uh i think now where I find myself, the things that I'm involved in are, are only things that I love, that I'm passionate about. Like mm. I'm not going to spend my time doing something that I don't want to do. I'm not mm. going to, you know, I only use my time as 
obviously there's things we need to get through different things to get to other places. But uh, the majority of my time is spent on things that I am passionate about. So, um, and that kind of brings up like a lot of times sometimes, or sometimes people bring up, oh, like, you know, how is he, how are you doing these things? Or how are you, it's like, you're doing so much at once. Well, you know, it's not that I'm some kind of magician or some kind of like, you know, I just manage my time a certain way and and use my time towards certain things. And I choose to use my time towards things that I am passionate about. And um, that's currently my work, you know, dream big and uh, obviously school and school counseling, right? I'm I'm going into that field. That's something I I want to, that relates to the dream big work. Um, So that connects, but outside of that, I, I really love traveling. You know, I really love being exposed to different cultures, different, just learning. I'm passionate about learning. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm passionate about learning and sharing that with people. And, um, that's what I'm passionate about, you know, and food, man. I love food. Uh, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh, man, I love food. Um, uh, so, I, you know, I have a deep appreciation for traveling, for learning um, and food. <laughs> those are three things right there that I'm just uh and 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 you know the learning the learning aspect of it is really being open minded and and introduced to new things right like new maybe maybe I'm passionate about something I don't even know you know or or I can't even identify it or put words around it um but that's I think that's where the learning kind of just open to so much um yeah. and then if if then I'm if it's something if I'm learning about something and I'm not fully interested in it, then I may learn that and not really kind of stick to it as far as spend time working mm. on that. I'll just move on, you know? Um, mm. So, so learning, traveling and food, man, those top three passions right there. Learning, traveling and food and Dodger baseball. <laughs> and Dodger baseball. <laughs> hey, there you go. Lakers too. Don't forget about the Lakers. Oh yeah. I can't forget the Lakers. show. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Hopefully we get to, uh, two championships this year hopefully man it's exciting times in la again oh yeah (laughs) we're back you know we're back um what's something that you've been learning about in this season of your life this season currently you know one thing that i've been learning about that's been very that stands out and that i feel like is very important not only for me but for everyone uh, the importance of setting boundaries, like self-care, right? Obviously, during quarantine, we're seeing an increase in so many different categories throughout the country, right? Just like depression, just abuse, um, you know, all these different things. But at the same time, there's a lot of things that may be going on that are great that may not be getting much attention. Um, but so what I've been learning about more um, currently during this year and more specifically during quarantine, the importance of incorporating self-care practices in your life. Um, just plain and simple, just to kind of be, you know, that's, that's a complete sentence. That's it. Um, mm. um, and, and, and that can look different for, for everyone, right? It's not, it's not like, oh, these are five things and that's it. No, it, it looks different for everybody. And so that I've been learning more about that. And I've been learning more about how to incorporate that into my life. Um, 
in a healthy way. And I've been seeing, I've been feeling and seeing those changes and effects and, and I'm, and I'm loving it. So that's, mm. that's what I've been learning. And, and I'm choosing to share that with people at the same time. And so what does self-care look like for you specifically for me? talking about the idea of self-care, right. you know, that, that idea is broad, but right. for me, you know, for me, self-care looks like, you know, exercising and playing Tony Hawk. No, I'm hey, just... <laughs> hey, hey. Where's Tony Hawk though? The, the blue cartridge on Nintendo 64? No, nah, the, the, the remastered one. PS4, oh, okay. But, uh, there you go. There you go. Nah. <laughs> but for you specifically, what does it look like? Um, for me, self-care is really about spending some time catering for my or towards my mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional health, right? And and we can go deeper into that too. Um, you know, we can do different self-care practices. Like you mentioned, exercise. That's one thing for me, like physically, um, being someone who lives with a spinal cord injury, being a wheelchair user, um, someone who identifies with the disability community. Um, it's physical self-care is extremely important. Um, it is a privilege to be able to exercise with a disability because some people require more assistance and that can be costly for some people. So um, that's real. So exercise is one way to practice self-care. Uh, just meditation is another way, mm -hmm. you know, for the mental. Um, so I, I, I'm uh, social, just kind of communicating with people, checking in with people, having conversations. Um, not even really about anything, just kind of, hey, how's, how's it going? You know what I mean? Just, mm. just that social aspect. Um, I think those are just natural self-care practices that I've been able to incorporate, whether day to day or, or every other day or, you know, um, it, it's become natural. And I, I, I love that because that that matters a lot to me. And if I'm doing it naturally, then that's the best, right? When you just do stuff and you're just kind of like, when that becomes a priority and a normal and you normalize it, that's, that's kind of the goal in a sense, really. Um, but yeah, exercise, meditation, the, uh, I love socializing with people. That's, those are like my top three in a sense. Um, praying, right. That's morning and night. That's something that I do often. Um, uh, so I would say those combination of that, and there's some other things I may not be mentioning, but those are like my go-to. Yeah. Yeah. Go-to <laughs> practices really. And even more so just kind of during quarantine and COVID, you know, it's like, okay, now we learn, let me do something differently. We may not be physically socializing with a lot of people, but now I'm learning more about different practices or different ways to incorporate self-care or different practices that I, you know, um, that I value and, and it's all new to me. So, um, yeah, that's, I would say that's what self-care looks like for me. Hmm. That's good, man. That's good, man. <laughs> uh, what's one struggle that you've been through in your life? Man, getting through these finals for, for graduate school. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, one struggle. You know, there's, I feel like there's a, there's a few things that I can bring up, but I just want to 
key in on one really. I think just being, and this has been like over time. And, I, and the reason why I bring this up is because I think it may resonate with others. Um, just being an effective communicator, mm. right? Like being an effective communicator, being able to say no, right? That's self-care too. Um, so being an effective communicator, being able to communicate your needs, being able to communicate your ideas, being able to um, just be clear, specific, and not let people's resistance um, kind of shake you. Um, so I think that's been a struggle over time. And I've been able to, um, I wouldn't say overcome it fully, but I've improved in that area tremendously. And um, I think it may resonate or it may not resonate with others, but um, in the past, I like just kind of, when I, when I got injured in 09, it was really difficult for me to communicate my needs. I was really, it was just a different, I was in a different place that no one around me can understand or can relate to. So I think that's why that stands out to me a lot. Um, now, however, just over the last few years, that's changed. Um, and even more so now, and maybe even recently within the last, or yeah, two years, um, just learning again, just going back to learning, going back to learning more about my identity, who I am and what I care about and so forth. So um, uh, through the learning process, I've been able to uh, communicate my needs and what I'm passionate about and kind of stick to that um, more so than in the past. So mm. I, I think that's been a struggle and that's really how I've kind of um, taken it on. Yeah, it's like knowing knowing what you need and knowing it's okay to communicate your needs, right? Right. Because I right. feel like a lot of people are like, I got to be independent. I got to mm -hmm. do it all on my own. Yep. I can't ask anybody for help. Right. I can't, you know, I can't lean on anybody. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes in life you need people, right? Oh, like yeah. I'm, I'm not Superman. I'm not right. uh, able to fully do everything 100%. You know, exactly. I need I need help. And so knowing when it's right to call people, you know, for help, knowing exactly. when it's right to ask people for help, knowing that help betters your life, you know, exactly. So maybe that's, uh, you know, our culture says, I got to do it all myself. Right. I got to exactly. have it all together. I got to mm -hmm. be perfect. I got to present polished. I got to. Yeah. And yeah. Sometimes there's strength and weakness. There's strength exactly. in showing who you really are. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's, you know, I think, I think asking for help ha has been normalized to be a weakness and it's really a strength, right? It's really courageous, right? If someone who can, who can understand that and reach out, like that's a courageous thing to do, especially if within the culture, it's not something that's like, you know, we come from that individualistic mindset, you know, even like just having a, a big ego, like just a combination of all of that and how we've, we've been raised can be toxic or, or non-toxic, you know, or just, or just not healthy. Um, so I think being able to communicate that and, and really ask for help and being able to identify those things, those are all strengths. So that's all, that's courage right there. Yeah. And, and if you find yourself in that, you know, for those who are listening, just continue to do that. Continue to 
ask for help and, and do your best. Right. And, and that's, that's the best we can do. Like, you know, you're doing your best. That's all that matters. If you have mm. bad, if we have bad days, everybody has a bad day or bad week or however long and just kind of keep moving forward. So uh, I think all of that is important for sure. Yeah, man, that's good. It's a reminder even for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 we got to remind ourselves for sure. That's why I like um, one thing my, my girlfriend and I, we do uh, not like all the time, but we've done in the past a few times, like create vision boards. Mm. And so boom, put that somewhere. Wow, just reminder every morning, right? Every day. So I think that's something that's, that's really been helpful. I have a vision board and I see it every day. And whether I, I'm kind of like staring at it for however long or just kind of glance at it, like it's, it's present, it's there, I see it. So I think that's been, uh, I don't know how to measure it, but I, I feel that it makes a difference for sure. Mm. That's good, man. Yeah. I mean, I've never done that, but I know a lot of people do that. I got to try that. Maybe, yeah. Maybe uh, 2021. There you go. <laughs> already, already planning for the new year. There you go. It reminds me too, uh, you ever see that video? I think it's a video with Jim Carrey. He talks about writing a check, putting it in his wallet, mm. um, driving by houses that, you know, that he hopes to have one day. And this was like pre-Jim Carrey before he blew up and yeah. made it into the business and Hollywood and all that. He would write a, I believe it was Jim Carrey. Maybe I'm wrong, but I believe it's Jim Carrey who wrote like a hundred thousand dollar check. Just wrote a check and didn't cash it, just put it in his wallet. And um, you know, eventually, and he got his first role. I don't know if it was for the mask or one of his first big roles. And I think it was within months, like within months, he that that's manifested into real life and Mm. that's when it just started rolling from there so you know i truly believe that you know we we are if we, if we can put ourselves in that moment where we're present identify it and just kind of focus on it and let it ride and really kind of go towards that that's you know it could manifest in some ways so that just came up to me it just came up to me right now yeah that's good man it's like not knowing what you want and go and get what you want. Right. <laughs> it's possible. You yeah. Know? It's possible. It's that mindset, you know, it's definitely the mindset. And so uh, what's kind of the flip side of the struggle? What's one thing that you're proud of yourself that you've done in your life? Man. I think I always go back to well first there's a few things right i'm not gonna talk about all of them of course um but one thing that sticks out to me is just kind of overcoming that mentality that i that i had when uh when i first got injured when you know i was just in a very dark place for a few years and you know i said earlier just not knowing how to communicate things and feeling that no one around me understands that. So during those times, you know, I, when I graduated high school, I've always been someone who's passionate about education, right? I think I touched up on that earlier. That's always just been a passion of mine. Um, I just value education. My, my family, my parents didn't graduate high school. 
you know, first generation, low income uh, college student, right? And none of my family members graduate higher college or even graduate school. So I've always, not that I want to be the first in this and that. No, that's, that's not why. It's just, you know, I just appreciate the, the history of the culture and just my family and how, how hard we've worked and struggled and fought for a lot of these privileges and rights, right? So I, I'm, I'm choosing to kind of appreciate that, acknowledge it and, and kind of move forward with it. So going back to that struggle, uh, once I got injured, I felt like, oh, higher education, something I'm passionate about is just out of my reach. Like, <laughs> like I can't do it. Like now that I'm physically disabled, this is impossible. I can't do it anymore. So that, that thought, that mentality was, was hurtful. Um, especially because it was something I really, really wanted to do, even like coming straight out of high school. Um, so once I got injured, it was just like, I can't do it anymore. Uh, my dreams, my goals, that's gone. So that struggle. And then, so I finally enrolled into community college. You know, I was there. I remember being there with my bro. Uh, he was also going to community college. So it was perfectly. And he was just helping me out, you know, just, only at the same time we were doing our schooling together, but he was also there for me to support me. Um, so at community college, being able to, I remember just being at community college, man, just like, dang, it's going to take forever to, to, mm. tra to transfer. And, and I got to be here for two years. Like this is like, so just that whole mindset and that plan or, or the, the path, um, that it felt like forever. It's kind of like when you're in elementary school and you're like, I'm not going to be done with school until after 12th grade. Like, <laughs> and you know, I remember having those thoughts like as a third or fourth grader, like I got to go all the way to 12 like every year, you know, like, like uh, that, it feels like a long time when you think about it like that. Yeah. Um, so when you, you know, when you go at it just little by little and and don't think about just how big the goal or dream is. You just kind of go day by day. So being able to go through community college for two years, transfer to a, to a, to Cal State, to a university, Cal State Dominguez Hills, and graduate, that was, that was a struggle on every level, like physically, spiritually, mentally, that was a struggle. That was a, a legit battle for me to, to physically get through that, to mentally, to do the schoolwork, all that. Um, that was my biggest struggle and I got through that. And once I got through the community college and undergrad years, I felt like, oh, I could do anything now. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm, I, I started, you know, cause through that I learned a lot about me and everything. So my needs, what, I, what I'm very capable of, what I may need assistance with and, and so on and that continued to pr improve right that it continued to improve my recovery everything was just continue to improve continue to grow so eventually it was just a mentality of oh you know anything's possible you know if i have that mentality if i focus on that and and really kind of lean into it there's nothing that i can't do yeah. um in a sense right obviously there's <laughs> obviously there's things that i can't do but um as far as what i want to do i could do it all mm. you know what i mean
So that yeah, was the biggest man. struggle. That for sure was the biggest struggle for me. That's good, dude. Cause it's like, once you reach the milestone that you say in your head that you can't reach or that you think you can't reach, it's like, what's the next milestone? Right. Uh, I beat this. What's right. next? You know, right. it's almost like a, a prize fighter, right? A boxer. All right. They beat one guy. All right. Who's next? You know, yeah. they, beat, they beat the next guy. All right. I'm ready for a bigger challenge. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, exactly. for me, that, for me, that's true too. You know, I, I went through a super dark season of uh, anxiety and depression. Right. Once I beat that, I was like, all right. Like, what, what's yeah. that? Like, bring. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, once you beat something, you can feel the confidence. It does something to you. Exactly. And so whether, whether it's something small or whether it's something big. And so, yeah, exactly. man. Exactly. Yeah. I think you hit it right on the nail. It's like you, you just continue to develop and you start, you know, just kind of identifying yourself as, uh, you know, as a strong, strong person and just move forward after that. So, yeah, I feel you. And so being a person that overcomes challenges, what do you hope for the future? What is your hope? What is your excitement? What are, what are you dreaming big about for the future? Man, that's a great question. Uh, there's so many big dreams. There's so many things that I'm excited about, man. I'm just First of all, I'm excited about life just to be able to be alive. You know, um, that alone, waking up every day and being able to, you know, just do things that I enjoy doing, that excites me already. So, um, you know, looking even further and in, into the future, I'm just excited about just, there's so much, like, within work, within Dream Big, first is like, that's that is going to evolve that will evolve that is going to get bigger and mm. and, and people need to be ready for that because i don't think people are ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey satan needs to be ready for it because it's gonna make massive movements in the kingdom of god <laughs> you know amen you know it, it's it's uh so so that that is something that is going to evolve and get bigger and what yeah. i mean by that is it's just we're going to be able to help so many more people, um, so many more young people, you know, individuals of different ages and stages of life who are in need. Um, so we're gonna evolve in that way as far as being able to support young people. Um, I also look forward just to, um, I think just kind of going, getting closer to independence in a sense of maybe buying a home uh, kind of within that like family oriented area. So, and I'm, I'm not kind of diving all into that. It's just starting to go into that direction in a sense. Right. Mm -hmm. um, not saying it's like soon right away, or I don't I really don't know, but uh, I, that's more kind of been on the mind, uh, my mind a little bit. So going more into that and growing more into as a professional, right. Within as a school counselor, um, so that is another thing I'm very excited about. Dream big project. That's another thing I'm very excited about. Um, and man, and again, going back to those three pa passions and traveling, learning and food, man, I'm, I'm excited for all that.
with whatever that looks like. I mean, I'm excited for that for sure. Mm. That's good, man. That's good. Um, kind of wrapping up just a few more questions here, but uh, if you had to give the younger you, maybe you in high school, maybe, you know, since, uh, un, you know, since community college was the first obstacle for you, you know, or maybe not the first, but a big one that stuck out in your adult years. What, what advice would you say to maybe high school you, young adult you, you know, you maybe five, 10 years ago? Right, right. Um, man, I, I would give my younger self just like a playbook. You know what I mean? I'd be like, look, just, just look into this. You may not need it all right away. Um, but you will go back and forth to it. Uh, you will have to look things up and, you know, okay, this is, this is this, this is for that. It's what I do here, like a playbook, <laughs> but, um, it, to put it in simplest forms and just kind of in, in, uh, in a sentence or two, just really, um, it's okay to, to make mistakes. It's okay to to fail, it's okay to have bad days. Um, what, what really is important is that you pay attention and you continue to move forward and you continue to help other people. Um, because that alone, by doing that, everything else will fall into place. So if you can, if you can understand that, like understand it, first of all, right? Understand what's being said and why um, and incorporate that then it's just a matter of time. Having patience is a big thing too. Um, so being patient, having self-awareness and really um, being a generous person uh, and, and being okay with, with the setbacks, right? Mm. Set, uh, what is it? Setback is just a setup for a comeback. Ooh. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, that's real, like that's real, right? Think about that. If you just heard that, you know, just think about that. And, and that's a real thing, right? We, we, when we fail, when we make mistakes, when things aren't going our way, it's like we crawl up or we go in the direction or we don't want to do it anymore. Like, no, that's completely the opposite direction to go in. Mm. Unless you can identify and be like, no, this is not what I want to do. Okay, that's fine. You don't want to do it, good. You've been able to learn that. You've been able to mm. kind of yeah. put your foot down and that's, that's okay too. So that's what I, that's kind of a little bit what I would tell my my younger self or even pe young people today for sure mm, that's good man that's good that answers that answers the question right yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um if you had to sum up your life's mission in one or a couple or a few sentences how would you sum it up just you know you've said a lot here um, we've talked about a lot in this interview, but if you had to sum up what you want people to know about Miguel, how would you sum it up? And, and sum, summing up my life's mission purpose. Is that yeah. What yeah. What, what's your purpose? What do you hope to do in the world? I just want to do God's work, man. Mm. Like, you know, um, you know, I, I truly believe that I, I, I am alive today because I have a purpose. Um, I truly believe that Christ, you know, um, 
didn't take my life in that accident in 09 for a reason. Um, so just kind of understanding that now, uh, I really just pray for him to just give me the words, give me the courage, give me the peace to be able to, to be able to um, kind of implement the plan that he has for me. So that's yeah. how I would summarize it really. Um, uh, you know, whatever comes with that, comes with that, you know, whenever just, you know, that's, that's it. That's it right there. Hmm. That's good, man. <laughs> uh, last thing, kind of a fun question that I ask people, we're in quarantine, we're on lockdown, you know, a lot of us are just chilling at home or chilling yeah. in a bubble or chilling with family. What's one fun thing that you started to do or that you started to um, just take up maybe a new hobby since right. the social isolation kind of all started to happen? Yeah, um, that's that's a great question. Uh, one thing that I've started to go back to is playing video games, man. I think, uh, <laughs> I, <feel you. laughs> I think video games has been a that's been something that I just kind of grew up in and it's like in my blood in a sense uh mm -hmm. growing up with three brothers all gamers all into video games and then obviously as you get older maybe spend time doing other things so I think now during social isolation just being able to spend some time self-care right video games you know yeah. um so and and specifically uh I'm I'm more of like an old school, like I'm new school, right? I'm into PS4 and all that, PS5. Um, but dude, I got a, a, I'm into Super Nintendo, you know what I mean? Like okay. Nintendo 64, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, like the old school games, like that's where it's at. Like I, I have, I cherish those memories. Um, yeah. With my brothers playing those Nostalgia. games. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I've been able to play those games more. Um, <laughs> obviously not as much with school and everything, but still when I make time to do that, you know, yeah. um, I make time to kind of not do anything and just kick it and play some games. You know, that's fun to me. Uh, I, I was going to start a Twitch account, but um, I just, the same thing with my podcast, you know, I got it going and it's just like, I'm not forcing it. So that's something I plan on doing in the future too, though. Yeah. yeah man. So video games, man, that's where it's at. That's where it's at, dude. Yeah, man, I feel you. Like I was saying, I'm playing Tony Hawk lately, which is, I mean, that that's a blast from the plat, blast from the past, you know. And yeah. it's a nostalgia that you feel like we're adults, we're working, we're grinding, you mm -hmm. know, we're we're in graduate school, but it's fun to be a kid for a second, you know. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, it's, sometimes I ask myself. Man, is this childish playing this? Nah, <laughs> nah, man. Everybody, nah, it's fun. Yeah, everybody got some kid in them, you know. Oh, that, ne yeah. that never leaves. That never goes. Uh, I feel like, you know, it just it's just a matter of just spending that time to do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, video games is where it's at for sure. Love it, brother. <laughs> All right, man. Well, this has been a podcast recording, Mikey G and friends with my friend, Miguel Wong Rivera. Uh, and so if you like what he's doing, you can follow him at Dream Big Project. Dream Big Project underscore is the Dream okay. Big account. Or uh, my personal is M Wong Rivera um, on Instagram. 
Yeah, so if you want to keep up with what his organization is doing, and specifically in the city of Norwalk, but soon the world. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. There you go. You Speaking can, into uh, existence, brother. I am, I am. <laughs> you can follow him uh, over there. But uh, brother, I, thank you for taking the time, man. Definitely, but, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. All right, bro. All right, bro.